Hi guys, today as you can see it's summertime here in the Netherlands, there are 30 degrees and I felt like a little bit of flowers would suit the weather. So uh, regardless of that, today uh, we're going to talk about what's the right time to raise capital. Uh, I hear this question a, long, a lot of times, uh, the, the reason is entrepreneurs want to know when and to focus their effort on fundraising because it's something that takes a lot of your time and energy and uh, maybe detrimental to your business you know if you divert too much of your attention to that so uh, want to do it right and the answer is we should not first of all talk about what's the right time but you know what's the timing of raising capital and I'm gonna explain you why in a second uh, truth is at least this is my opinion that if you're a startup you are always fundraising why is that? Because like when you're in business, you're always selling. If you're a startup, you're always fundraising. Meaning that uh, if you know the opportunity comes along, you're not gonna say no, right, to an investment. So you're always fundraising. But there is a time, uh, there, is, there are different timing on uh, how much, you know, uh, where to put your effort on that and how to, uh, to juggle that. So I like to define two different types of uh, of actions during the fundraising that is when you are in in a sprint and when you're not right uh, being uh, in a sprint means that uh, you are pushing to get the, the the run closed and this is something that takes up to 50% even more of your time while doing that so you know that that's when uh, you need to give it a hundred percent and most likely means diverting your attention from other things when you're not sprinting you are probably jogging and this part can be as important as a sprint because if you do not prepare for the sprint then you're not going to be successful and you can do as many sprints as you want they're not going to be successful so let me break down when you are sprinting and when you are jogging or in you know if you want to use a metaphor when you are in high season and low season right so let's start with the uh, low season or the jogging part that is when you're not sprinting right so when are you not sprinting uh, there are two main ways to determine that the first is external that is you should not sprint when the time is not right for the investors meaning December December is not a good month to sprint because there are the, the you know the uh, Christmas vacations other things you know the end uh, end of the year so if you your aim is to get the deal done in December it's not gonna happen and the other time of the year where things slow down a lot is the period July August at least in Europe uh, in in the States could be more uh, September but I would say yeah uh, in between July and August is where things slow down and where a lot of a lot of investors may say okay let's talk when I'm back from vacation so you don't want that right if you're sprinting you don't want that and I'm gonna tell you and in a second you're gonna see why so these are the two part this is the first part when the you know the the season is not right and then the other reason why not to sprint is when you are not ready as a company this means uh, that you still have to work on the fundamentals of of your of your firm uh, meaning that you can be too early stage uh, and and other aspects that depend on the type of your business so this and this aspect is going to be uh, explained in a second when I'm going to tell you what to do when you are not sprinting so when you're jogging when you're jogging, that is, when you are not investing more than 10% of your time in fundraising, 
uh, you should be working on the core of your business right so the fundamentals what that means is that you should first of all identify the KPIs you want to focus on and uh, make sure that the organization uh, works toward them right uh, measure them see you know uh, see the improvement or work on the improvement and by fundamentals I mean that you should be able to build an organization that is sustainable right you should build a growth engine that uh, allows resources to be invested uh, and the output being uh, larger than the resources you invested right so this depends on the kind of the kind of company or business you are into uh, the KPI can be up to you if it's a SaaS company it can be like the, the typical retention you know metrics but I would like to to summarize uh, the, the, the key uh, the key aspects of that as being your acquisition cost for the customer should be lower than the lifetime value of the customer and in my opinion that is true for any type of business model right so does that mean that you should not lose money or you should be profitable no it does not mean that the fundamentals uh, look at the relative uh, of the value not on the total right let's make let's let let's make an example so you can still be cash flow negative but having your uh, your fundamentals that is your customer your customer acquisition cost lower than the return or the lifetime value of that customer right uh, so if you have that it means that the more capital the more resources you pour into the process of acquiring customers the more uh, profit or the more margin you're gonna have right so it makes sense at this stage to even invest more than what you earn and as a matter of co consequence have a negative cash flow because you are postponing the moment of profitability to the point where the profit instead of being 10 is 1000 or even larger right uh, so you know when you're building a company when you when you're building like uh, your fundamentals you should think about your your business as being a company that is for profit as an option meaning that it's there on the table if you stop the growth but you chose because you have the opportunity to reinvest as much as possible in making more and more profit right so if you have that then you have a solid proposition that investors will like the second thing you should do when jogging uh, regards identifying the investors you want to talk with and uh, and see which are the best ones for you when you're gonna sprint right this is similar to the process of uh, in the sales that is qualifying your leads right so how do you qualify your leads well you need to talk to them to talk to them right truth is um, investors especially when we're talking about VC firms they receive so many propositions so many companies they don't have time to just talk to you so what's the best way to get feedback and learn uh, from them you know who are the best people well you should pretend you're raising capital and as a matter of fact they are gonna assume you are right so just get this straight in your head that they're gonna assume that you're raising capital whenever you contact them because you know that's the matter the matter of their business right they are there to invest in opportunities so even if you if you say you are not raising capital then even even turns against you because they're like what well, you know why is this guy wasting my time right you know are we talking business or not so get a deck ready a teaser deck don't spend too much time on that just get the deck ready uh, you know look for introductions contact them uh, and the purpose you have in mind is not to, to sprint you're not sprinting you're not trying to raise capital to get the deal closed but you're trying to learn as much as possible uh, that is qualifying your leads right 
So, and qualifying your leads involves qualifying the right company because maybe they're simply not into the type of business you are after. Uh, and sometimes you don't know, right? Sometimes you simply don't, even if you read the, the website. And qualifying the person you're gonna talk with, right? So most likely you have to address principles. It's very difficult to get to partner level, but hey, build you know, a sort of positive and engaging conversation with the, with, the, with, the guy, with the person you're talking with and only focus on those that give you like a positive vibe. Uh, this is quite important. Um, so to get honest feedback is just, it's not asking them to give me feedback. This is not gonna, gonna work. Just uh, ask them the questions like, are you interested in the field I'm, uh, in the field I am active? Uh, do you think that a, uh, an amount of 1 million is within your target of investment? What is your thesis of investment, right? And that, that depends a lot also on the type of investors they have in the fund, right? Um, are, are they investing for their own, their own money or they are like uh, you know, an historical VC that invests based on the, the power law or are they investing like a governmental institutional money that is uh, somehow constrained to the corporate goals or the corporate behind them, right? So try to get that straight because sometimes you do not see that from, from the website and know what they're looking for. This is, this is crucial for you when you're gonna sprint. Also, I forgot to mention that uh, it's also good to try different approaches while doing that, different teasers, you know, just one slide, just the other. Uh, fine tune your proposition in a way that whenever you're gonna sprint, you're gonna get immediate their attention because you know that that's what they're looking for, right? Uh, you can even try different emails, etc., etc., etc. If you get a call, better, you know, do your best and uh, know in your head that you're not sprinting, so lower your expectations, but hey, in that case, it can even work out that they are like, oh wow, we really like this company, we wanna invest in that case, well, all of a sudden you're in sprinting mode, but at least it's them deciding that you're in sprinting, sprinting mode and not you. Uh, so in that case, it's, uh, I would say a lucky shot, but hey, it can happen, and I really hope that it's gonna to happen to you. Now, let's get to, to the sprinting part. Uh, so, Sprint means that you're all in a sudden the time you spend on you know talking to VCs and looking for money goes from 10% or or, or even uh, lower to 50% or even higher probably. Uh, I would say 50 50% is a realistic estimate. Um, so is this sustainable every day of the year? Of course not, and this is why we're talking about sprints. Uh, so when is the time to sprint, right? Um, I like to think that the time is when you cannot cope with the demand you are generating. Uh, that's the ideal scenario, right? So uh, you are, you know, you are simply not able to serve all the customers you, you're getting. The growth is extraordinary in, you know, in users, in uh, in uh, in revenues, in in other, in any aspect, and you just need like more capital to keep the engine running and running faster, right? So that, this is like the deal position for any startup, and I understand it's very, very difficult to find that, but hey, it's, a, it's human psychology that the less you need something, the more you get it, or you get it offered, right? So you should be in a position, if you work on your fundamentals, where you potentially do not need uh, a VC to invest or an investor to, to pour in some more capital, right? Uh, if you work on your financials, it means that if you stop reinvesting, you are profitable in a sudden, right? And we get back to the point of profit profitability as an option. So your proposition is gonna be, hey, invest in this company, not because you know I need capital to survive or to you know to build something or say to build uh, a brand new market proposition or whatever it is, but 
because I have already like a good market proposition that is running and can run faster, can expand faster, can reach global scale. This is when every investor will have like, you know, is gonna have eyes wide open and, and say, okay, I'm, I'm listening, you know? This is something for me, I'm listening. And this is, and this is true for anybody. Uh, it, again, it's simply human psychology. So uh, that's the ideal scenario. Truth is a lot of entrepreneurs uh, do not have such a, such a luxury situation. So should you not try? No, of course you should try. You know, this is entrepreneurship. You know, we're talking about making it no matter what, no matter the adversities. So uh, just keep in mind that it may be harder, um, but hey, great entrepreneurs come out in, in the moment of difficulties, right? So you can pull it off even in the worst market conditions ever. Uh, truth is be aware that you are in that situation that you are in a weak position and in the end of the day when you're asking for something something you are always in a weaker position and that's why i say if you don't need something then you get it offered um but but hey i've seen plenty of founders that have been successful and uh they just just had to go through uh, like a dip in their curve and after that they started to to grow again so it may happen to everybody after determining what's you know the right moment for you um, to to sprint. What it's important is that define an internal deadline of how long the sprint is gonna go for, and the reason is quite simple. If the sprint becomes two months, three months, four months, then it's not a sprint anymore; it's a marathon. You don't want that. You cannot afford to spend fifty percent of your time on doing fundraising. Uh, it gets frustrating, energy draining. Your business is gonna suffer. You don't want to do that. So. You know, just limit yourself to, I would say, four to five weeks where you go, you know, all in, right? So you uh, you set a time beyond which you're going to reconsider your strategy, you're going to reconsider your time. So after you have a deadline, uh, pick up the list of companies that you contacted while jogging and uh, and give, it, give them priority, you know, start with those that uh, are less likely to invest, so you can still fine-tune your the last things in your your proposition, and then go higher and higher and contact all of them. You know, uh, I would say email is the preferred mean. You know, make it like a killer intro email or killer first email, saying clearly what you want and what you're looking for, because hey, they are there to give them to give you their opinion, and you know they're gonna be pretty pretty you know quick in 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 replying to you. Uh, if you are clear what you want, right? So you just want a yes or no and make sure you get that, right? So uh, Identify them make the, the an email get ready to follow up with them call them up, you know, like uh, Make sure you keep the momentum up because it's even it's also important that if they feel like you are You know let the time pass, you know, maybe maybe it's okay, you know, like you know what? I'm gonna look at that next week, I'm gonna let you know, and then you know, for three weeks you, they don't hear from you, they're gonna forget, it's simple, right? Make sure they don't forget, you know, keep the momentum, uh, momentum higher. And it's also like, they also have this kind of pattern uh, recognition that is, if they see founders that act in a certain way, then they know that those founders are probably going through something very cool, right? So elements you need uh, to, to make your proposition clear, um, how much you're raising, uh, what's the valuation or valuation rate you're willing to negotiate? Uh, I need to read this. Uh, you need to have like a clear strategy with the potential for a huge exit. This is 
very important, you know, like a lot of uh, a lot of firms invest based on the power law, meaning they want to see companies that can reach one billion valuation. Uh, so, you know, make sure that you have this broad vision out there and combine that with your fundamentals that you've been working on for the past months. Uh, your provision looks all of a sudden very, very solid, right? So make a teaser deck, right? As uh, we, uh, we saw for, uh, for the jogging part, you need to have that, but now it's also time to make like a full deck because whenever they're gonna invite you to pitch or they wanna see more information from you, uh, you need to have that ready or you need to be ready to do it overnight or whenever uh, you have time, right? So get this straight. And uh, make like a killer first email, that's very important. You have like just one minute, maybe less of their attention. So make sure that they understand exactly what you want. They open your deck, they have probably the first uh, 30 seconds where they you know they want they, they still they still listen to you but if you lose them there then you know they may pass even though you are like an amazing opportunity um, and uh, yeah and also of course like make a list uh, with all the the contacts that um, that you have that you develop uh, try to tailor the message and the email to the company that you are approaching and hopefully you have enough elements after the jogging part to to know exactly how to do that the final part is uh, for how long uh, should you do this or for how you know when should you stop you should stop when your chances are getting smaller by the day and uh, and I would say again maximum five weeks if at that point you still have like something pending you know but like you probably went through like 70% of your list and you know you got rejected which is normal hey keep in mind that 90% of these are gonna reject reject you well you maybe want to reconsider uh, the sprint because you're losing momentum. Um, if you are able to to nail some uh, 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 five weeks to get like at least a few meetings in person and uh, or phone calls or uh, you know or even presentations in front of the for the for the team or the VC, right? Uh, after that, I would say that's a threshold. After that, uh, I would say another one to maximum two months to get to a term sheet. Uh, but hey, if after five weeks you don't even get to to pitch in person, then uh, quit, quit the sprint, 